I've been to Sacramento like twice. Don't go. Don't go back. Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where we already missed the WNBA season. I'm Jordan Liggins, and you guys are really in for a treat today. I got a chance to interview Erica McCall of the Washington Mystics, the five-year forward, and we really talk about everything under the sun, but mostly we talk about her new podcast, Bird's Eye View, that spotlights the experience for WNBA players going overseas. We know that a lot of WNBA players are already on their overseas teams, made that transition, and she really gets into what that transition is like, the different food, the language, the travel, long-distance relationships, all of that in between on her podcast and in our conversation. We also talk about a hidden talent that she has, so make sure to stay tuned to that. Um, I actually just saw on her Instagram story the other day that her family threw her a Thanksgiving slash Christmas meal (laughs) because she always misses those holidays from traveling overseas. So I thought that was so sweet. And just a reminder of how much these WNBA players actually miss when they're gone. Um, But there's that and so, so much more. So here's Erica McCall. First, Bird is in the building. I, I wrote that on my notes because I just really wanted to say that <laughs> so bad. Please, please tell us where that nickname came from because I think it's amazing. I already know, but I just want to hear you say it. Okay, you already know, so I won't let you guess because that's the that's half the fun of telling the story, <laughs> having people guess what they think the name Bird came from. But no, so I went to Stanford University and um, there's two Erica's on the team at the time. I was one of them, of course. And we were just in conditioning, like doing like a bike workout. And Shanae goes like, okay, Bird, I see you. And I was like, is that my nickname? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, I didn't get in the place to always say like, McCall, McCall. And they saw me. So it stuck. And that's been my nickname for like, uh, like almost 10 years now. So, wow. Yeah. Shout out <laughs> I love how you were like, wait, have you guys been calling me this? I didn't yeah. even know that this was what we were doing. Yes, that it. So <laughs> it's stuck. And I and I and I love it. I love the nickname. So that's my really- calls me that. My dad calls me that sometimes. So oh my gosh. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we've been wait- did you have another nickname growing up that you were happy to to pass off? I had plenty of nicknames growing up and I still get called that. So it doesn't really take the place of it, but okay. um, half of my family calls me sugar. Um, nice. I had some family call me butter. So I don't know if that like means that, I mean, I was a chunky kid, so I don't know if that was associated with food or anything, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my nickname was girly girl and oh. I was like, okay. And so every single person in my family calls me girly and it's kind of cute, but when you're that. trying to, when you're trying to be like rough and tough on a basketball court, you don't really want, you know, your dad saying, Hey girly from yeah. the sidelines. So yeah. yeah, we, 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 um, evolved into J Liggs and I, I like that a lot. That that's feels more, nickname. you know, that's better. That's better <laughs> on the court. That's, it's better, but Hey, nicknames are great. Yeah. And I love how you turned it into your podcast title bird's eye view which yeah. i'm like love a good wordplay <laughs> um tell us what bird's eye view is about 
Yeah. So my podcast is all about what overseas basketball, the overseas basketball experience. That's what I like to say. Not just basketball, but the the full experience. So we're not going to be just talking about basketball. In my podcast, I want to explore and I wanted to share every aspect of what it's like to play overseas basketball. So that entails the language barriers, that entails food, um, overseas relationships, motherhood. Um, and so like the list goes on. And so, you know, everywhere I go, people are asking me what it's like. And, you know, overseas is not as, it's just not about you go to another country and you get to try new foods and everything's all grand and dandy. There's so many ups and downs into it. So mm-hmm. I wanted to share those experiences with others, you know, as long as bring my experiences as well as others from the league and on um, to share theirs. And so it's been fun. It's been a fun ride. I'm hoping everyone can get the full scope of what it's like to play overseas basketball. I love it because I feel like there is this gap of like, we see you play in the W, we're cheering for you. And then it's like, okay, see you next summer. And everyone else has all of these crazy experiences in between seasons that we don't really get to see or hear about. So I, I think it's a great idea. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I truly wanted everyone to to really see what it's like out there, because like you said, everyone just knows that. Let me most people don't even know that we go overseas. If you don't right. know anything about the WNBA, people are just like, so what do you do? I'm like, play basketball. And they're like, play playing WNBA. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, then I go play overseas for another eight months. And then I'm in the come back to WNBA and play four months. It's just a year round basketball. And it's a constant grind. I don't want people to understand that. <laughs> oh my God. You're like, please understand. I'm tired. Please. please. My knees, my knees want to break. Not the knees. Not please. the knees. Oh no. I I feel like there is this misconception, maybe. I guess that's the question, because it's it's Monica from Love and Basketball going mm-hmm. to play overseas. And yeah. she's like lonely and she's talking about how her phone bill is so high. But then she's like the superstar. And I feel like that's all we have to really compare it to. Do you feel like that's accurate or is there another movie or show that kind of depicts it better, in your opinion? Monica definitely gave us uh, a little light into what overseas basketball is like. I mean, it's definitely a struggle. Like you go play a game and then you go out with a teammate that you might know (laughs) from back in the day that you played with in college or in in high school. And so that aspect is similar of it. And, you know, she did, she was very homesick because of course it's hard to talk to your family and you're away thousands of miles away from them. So that's tough. But I mean, in, in different aspects that they didn't show, so much of necessarily what the basketball is like, how it's like Mm -hmm. adjusting, like they didn't show how hard it was to adjust from her playing at SC, you know, to going overseas. And that's a really tough adjustment that a lot of people have to deal with. Um, They didn't talk about the food. I mean, they went to a nice little restaurant when they go in the (laughs) movie. I know. It was also like Italy, like, okay, well, that's nice. (laughs) Like they didn't show how hard it is to get a hair braider. Like, <laughs> Let's talk about hair. it. Oh my gosh. Who, who, how are you going to get a manicure, a wax? I'm sorry for men listening, but <laughs> I love we, it. We've got to stay <laughs> put together. And, you know, it's tough finding that overseas. And so just, just little things like that, that, you know, of course the movie was going to be hard to try to explain in that little time that she went overseas, but yeah, I mean, it didn't show. If I can think of anything that really displays what overseas basketball like, I can't think of anything. And that's why I made this And podcast. that's why you made it. <laughs> I was about to say, 
bird's eye view. That's what does it because that's, that's I, I think that's really all that we're hanging on to is this <laughs> fictional character <laughs> from 2000s. Like it's the phone bill doesn't even equate anymore. Like yeah, you have WhatsApp, it. I'm sure. Like you these have different apps days, now. Yeah, these kids these days they don't know anything about what overseas ball is like. You can't even even compare it to what love and sees basketball like that's ancient compared to how everything it is now so that's why i brought this podcast to y'all so y'all can get a a current view of what it's really like yeah i love it and and even just talking about you know maybe if it's somebody's first time going overseas i feel like they should listen to your podcast too like it's for us as fans but it's also like okay what am i getting myself into because I'm sure for some players, it's like, oh, I get to go to another country. Like, I get to travel. And then it's like, oh, all right, this is very different. This is different. I don't I don't know if I like this, but I'm playing basketball. So I'm sure there's probably a, a, a give and take there a lot. Yeah, absolutely. When I decided to make this podcast, you know, I wanted to make it for the younger generation as well. Because when I was growing up, I didn't know anything about overseas basketball, even with having a sister that played overseas basketball. You yeah. don't know. <laughs> and so you kind of hear some of the stories um that they've been through and so I was like this is definitely a gateway in for all different communities to really get a chance to be able to recognize what the struggles that we go through the triumph that we go through and so I hope this inspires a lot of people I know someone actually already messaged me um I didn't know her but she she plays she plays ball uh I believe in South America Mm -hmm. and um she was saying that she's struggling and that she listened to my podcast and she wants to reach out to me for some advice. And I'm like, man, this is what I made this podcast for. Just I love if, that. if I don't succeed, if, I, if, you know, this podcast doesn't do well or anything, like it doesn't matter. Like I've done what I need to do just uh, helping somebody with their overseas struggle. Okay. I might cry. I'm a crier. That's so wonderful because this, it is like advice. Like I, I I listened to your episode about long distance relationships. Like that's a part of it that you probably don't even know. You're like, hey, I'm going to go play for eight months somewhere. And this is how I have to make a living as a, as a woman basketball player. If this is something I want to do, I feel like you kind of have to embark on this step. So those little nuances of of the game outside of the game is a part of it too, which is wonderful. Yes. Yeah. I definitely wanted to explore that and just getting feedback from that. Like I, I wanted to do a, a, a overseas relationship episode because I've been through one and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's hard. It's freaking hard. And I wanted everyone I to realize that how, how hard it is. And so I definitely wanted to share that with others, but you know, I didn't think that it was going to be like, I just want to share others experiences. I played with Saishi Gori who was on the episode. So I was like, okay, I know them. It'd be cool to share the experience, but I didn't know there, that so many people were like, would be like oh wow like that's what it's like like for me for us it's normal so uh it was really cool for me to be able to share that and to get recognition that you know this is something new for for people to learn about yeah and you know we talk about the challenges and i think that could sometimes be put on blast but what are some of the joys and maybe some of the the little things that people just from watching in or watching only the game streams yeah. want to be able to really pick up on Absolutely. So, I mean, overseas is all about ups and downs and anything in between. So I was like, yeah, I definitely got to highlight what I always try to end off on the episode. Like what's, what's beautiful. What's a beautiful part of being overseas? Because I think sometimes there's so many people out there that harp on the negatives 
And I also wanted to bring that I'm like, man, overseas is an amazing experience. You get to meet all these new people. I've played in Hungary for, I played in Hungary for four seasons with the same team. Mm-hmm. I've gained dozens of sisters. I have a Hungarian mama and papa that I will love forever. They live like apartment, like across from me and brought me food every single day. Oh, gives presents. I mean, they love me like a true mother and father. Like it's just true blessings that you get that you don't think that you would ever receive. And th- those people, they don't speak any English at all. Yet we still find ways to be able to communicate with each other. And, you know, love's a, a universal language. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, when you go overseas, you get to experience so many different cultures, so many new people. And it's just, it's, it's really dope to be able to do that um, and have that opportunity and get to do what you get to what you what you love which is basketball and so when you you know encompass all those in one um overseas is a beautiful experience and so I hope people also get to to recognize that and listen to the podcast that is so special first of all a Hungarian mama and papa I hope that's just what you called them don't even I do (laughs) I can't take it Eric you're gonna make me cry twice in like 10 minutes don't do it papa yep Oh, and you said being so far away from family. I'm sure that was so special for someone just being like, oh, we just adopted another uh, daughter here. (laughs) And they're so they're just so sweet. And they're they're just like parents, you know, parents can be overbearing sometimes. Like when I got got hurt, they're like making faces like, are you doing (laughs) what you're supposed to be doing? Like, are you supposed to be playing Erica? I'm, a I'm, I'm good I'm good like I'm yo, good yo, I'm that's good how you say that in Hungarian yo yo, yo, oh, bye, yo. <laughs> that is the best and you mentioned you know you are kind of in rare air being able to be on one team for for four years straight and kind of have that stability I know you know, uh you know Sydney uh, Weiss was saying that she's gone every single time and it's been different every single season and I feel like that's more of the story but now you are with your new team in in Turkey yes, and Turkey. yeah how how did that decision happen I know that was a tough one because you yeah. just talked about you you left your your mama and papa and your sisters yeah. Yeah. how did you come come to that decision um it was just time I just felt like it was time for me to move in a new direction um I mean, four years is a long time to be with a team and it's really rare. Like, I don't think there's been American that's done that besides someone like Brittany Griner, (laughs) you know, like of a high status in the women's basketball world. And so, um, yeah, I was like, you know, I think it's time for, you know, transition and for for me to do something new because sometimes change is good. Um, And I feel like it would be able to to elevate me in, in the basketball world. So that was my decision. And it was really, really, really hard. Um, having to call my teammates, my coaches, my mama and papa. Um, it was really a difficult decision, but in the, in the back end, you know, I'm really excited for new opportunities in a way I feel like a rookie. I mean, I'm going to a new country, new language, like all I know is Hungarian, all I know is Hungarian, <laughs> Hungarian people, Hungarian basketball. So it's going to be very different. Turkey is, is, and I live in a very small town in Hungary. So where I'm going to be living in Istanbul, it's, you know, it's like living in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like compared to living in Bakersfield, California, which no one ever knows where that's where I'm from. <laughs> Shout out to Bakersfield. Town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the New York City. Wow. <laughs> like, that's where I'm going to be moving to. And so it's going to be very different. It's going to be like a culture shock for me in terms of everything, food, language, culture, basketball, people. But I'm excited. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you. And it's going to be 
cool for you to kind of like reteach yourself all the advice that you're putting out there on your podcast yes. too, because it'll so be true. like your your first time. But I know this probably played a huge part in your your decision. Does Turkey have good karaoke bars? Because I heard from a little bird. <laughs> See what I did there? Yes. That <laughs> that you like karaoke. Yes. I mean, I, I really hope they do. Uh, I'm sure Istanbul is a big city, so I know they'll have some some karaoke bars, but I absolutely love karaoke. I adore it. Um, my ex, uh, she was a singer, and um, hmm. she, she said that she never met anyone who loved singing as much as, as I do. I would out-sing her every time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Keep the stats. Yeah, so every I, time I always, I always aim for a, a like a hard karaoke song, like a Whitney Houston. I'll always love you. Or oh, okay, okay. My karaoke K-O. song is oh, also a Whitney Houston. It's "Want to Dance with Somebody" though. That's my favorite yes. song of all time. I like that one too. It's it's a lot of repeats, so you really have to have the stamina. That's something I didn't. It's a workout. I'm like, wait, singing is, is hard. Huge. It is huge in singing. I learned that when I'm singing in the shower. Right. Really try to, you know, that's when you really try to do your best work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wait, I'm out of breath. And yeah. I don't think I wasn't working. Out. <laughs> <laughs> so why does this, I'm that out of shape. I think that's where it really hits me. But I, um, so you said, I will always love you. Yeah. Emotions by Mariah Carey. That's a good great. one. Yeah. That's a good uh, one. If I really try to try to knock out a home run, I'll do it. Um, I'm telling you, oh, you know, and I'm telling you, Jennifer Hudson, you know, Dream Girls, Jennifer wow. Holiday, Jennifer Hudson, you know, I'll, I'll if I'm really trying to knock it out the park. So that I would, I wouldn't even try to compete with that because if you're even going for that song, there's a confidence there that I'm not even, I'm not even gonna touch. I'm not gonna touch it. I'm just gonna be like, okay, wanna dance with somebody one more time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, my confidence is high with karaoke. I'm not gonna lie. But I know even if I don't sound good, I'm gonna make people laugh and smile. That's always my goal in life. <laughs> yeah. And you're gonna have fun because that's what it's about. It's so I I can't wait for you to just have this, this um new fan base in Turkey that just come to flock whatever karaoke bar that you're on. It just spreads like wildfire. Like you have to come see Erica's here. Erica's here. Or they just send like a a bird signal in the sky from the karaoke bar. And it comes in and it comes in. Fun fact. I was actually going to try out for the Hungarian voice (gasps) or the X factor, Hungarian X factor. Sorry. No. Yes. But due to COVID, everything got canceled and I couldn't go. I was going to say, was this COVID related? Why we didn't get this? I sent in my audition tape and my audition song was super bass because I can give a little bit of the singing and the rapping. She said, I can do it all. What do you need? (laughs) I can do it all. Oh, my gosh. So they accepted your video? Yeah, I sent it in. They said um, I can come try out for like, you know, in front of the judge. This one, would, I don't think it would be on TV. It's like, a, you know, another tryout for you to get on TV. Right, right. So I could have went to that tryout. <sighs> you know, <laughs> COVID has robbed us of so many things. And this is the thing that I'm going to look back on and say, you know, 2020. 
That was the thing that we didn't get a chance to see Erica McCall on the Hungarian X Factor. What? what so been? are you going to do it again? That's the question. Are you going to retry different country? <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that tape or just resend it. CC yeah, them. I could, I could definitely resend my, my audition tapes to the Turkish X Factor and make it rock. I think I'll go on to the next stage easily. So. <laughs> okay, you heard it here first on Spinsters. We're going to have a watch party for this. I don't even know how I'm going to watch this, but I will find a way. There is some website out there that is streaming it live. And please keep me posted on that whole process. I, I am 5,000% invested in this now. So <laughs> I'm going to make shirts. There's going to be a flag. And I've never wanted anything more than for I'm you so to excited. be on this show. I think you can run the the fan club of the Turkish people. Say no more. <laughs> and that is also where we're going to put locations of where you are in the karaoke bar. Yes. Okay, so I've started a whole second job and I'm really excited about this. <laughs> so excited. Um that took a turn that I'm so happy happened. Um I'm I'm going to try to Gonna try to collect myself here. In the back end, all right. Yeah, we're that was, really. That was my fault. That was my fault. Please, that no. Me. That was wonderful information that I'm so happy was breaking news here on Spinsters. We try to cover the hard news here, and so <laughs> that was really, really what I was going for. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> but for the basketball part, going into your WNBA career. You had a, a similar stretch. You had three years with the Fever. Hmm. Then you had one bubble season with Minnesota. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say one game with Atlanta. Yeah. Then you yeah. have Washington. And I, I feel like in the W, that's common. Like things happen. Things are, are shifting all the time. But do you feel like you're overseas career really helped you be able to adapt with those changes? Absolutely. Every time I come back from playing overseas, I feel like I've grown as a basketball player. Hmm. Like I've grown in my confidence and my leadership um, and, you know, just my style of play. And so when I come back, you know, it's always like, I always feel like so refreshed after coming back from overseas to, even though like we get like a day of rest, like a literal day of rest. Right. <laughs> Mentally, I feel refreshed because I'm like, woo, I just came back from a good season playing overseas. Let's get this thing going. And um, really in this season, uh, coming back from Hungary to Washington, mm -hmm. I was starting to, I had got injured after COVID. I had COVID and hungry. It was crazy. I had COVID and hungry. I got my, tore my calf and then hurt my knee and it was just a mess. And so I oh was like gosh. really like picking up my, my momentum of playing. And so like, it was starting to peak when I finally got to Washington because mm. I hadn't been able to play in so long and hungry. And so like, I appreciate hungry and everything that they did to get me ready for the moment that I had in Washington, which is one of my best seasons that I've had. Yeah, you know, that's actually really great to hear because from an outside perspective or even from a media person that covers it, I feel like it's the opposite. Like you are drained by the start of a WNBA season when it should be the opposite. Like you've yes. given everything and you're drained by the end. And then yes. it's like, oh, just kidding. You have to go play somewhere else and yes. starts all over. 
But that's actually really cool to hear that it is a different mental state and you are able to build confidence playing with really great players and playing against some of your opponents in the W. And then it's like, all right, now we're back in America. This is this is go time. Yeah, it's it's a grind. It's a grind. It It really really is is. to go back and forth overseas um, and then back into the States. But, you know, we're so accustomed to it as women. We have to be tough as women. We got to be tough as basketball players. You know, we just know this is a part of our job. And so always try to like literally on the plane, like, how can I be refreshed? What can I do to refresh myself mentally and physically to get ready for this next season? And um, truly, I think about all the good things that I did back in overseas and how I can build on those when I move into the WNBA season. I love how you're like on the plane. That's the only break that we get. So <laughs> on the plane is the only time that I get to think about this. This is my first year uh, in my career when I came straight from overseas to the WNBA season that I was in. So you didn't even have, well, where is home base? Because I have also talked to players where they're like, I don't really have a home. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, you know, if I'm here, I'm there. I'm on yeah. a couch. I'm just everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, Where's home base for, for you? Home base for me is Bakersfield, California. Okay. Born and raised. Shout out. Shout out. That is it's two hours north of Los Angeles, smack in the middle of California. That's us. I just I have never actually been in Bakersfield, but I'm from Sacramento. So I've driven say, past. Yeah. I've driven past every time and I say, hey, Bakersfield. You sound like and a resident. <laughs> I drove past it. I drove. I drove through it. That's what everyone. Everyone from California says that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you guys get she, she rolled her eyes so hard. I I I admit that. I apologize. I will take the exit next time. I'll Please. just go explore. Please do. It's and it's more than what people see when you drive through. Of course, you're going to get the outskirts. Are you going to see it's cows? There's right. more to that than us. And just just drive more than cows. More, More than cows. cows. It's fine. I was just on another podcast saying Sacramento is all about cows. So it's just. Yeah, you guys are. It's just it's just cows. You know, California is great. Cow- cows in the cow. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> I think when people, you know, probably when um, your teammates are like, oh, you're from California. Like they think of Santa Monica Pier <laughs> and you're like. Palm trees and <laughs> beaches. Yeah. I'm like, first of all, different. has anyone been to a California beach? They aren't pleasant. It's actually not that great. I plan vacations to go to another beach, and I live very close to a beach in LA, and I don't go to them. And it's it's a it's a real problem, but it we digress. <laughs> Here we go again, getting off topic. I know. We're trying to solve California's beaches all in one podcast (laughs) next time next time (laughs) for sure but so home base is Bakersfield so you this last season you didn't even touch down in Bakersfield before starting a whole season no no so it was crazy yeah so I came straight here because I'd had a quarantine um, Mm -hmm. in my apartment for a week so I had to be here. So I was like, I can't miss, I can't miss any days. Like I'm already missing training camp. I can't miss any more days. Like I can't afford to go across the country to California, then fly all the way back to DC. Like I just can't afford that day, even if it is a day at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I came straight here in quarantine and I went to one day of training camp and we had a game two days later. <laughs> so yeah, that was something, <laughs> but you know, we make it work. We make it work. 
And I finally went back home during All Star break. Okay. You're like, hey, look at this place. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I haven't been here. <laughs> hey, I haven't seen my mom like at that point. My, I haven't seen my mom and my grandparents in about uh, six months. So, mm. what about this up like going into next season? Are you able to be in Bakersfield or how long are you going to have of a break? Yeah, so I actually get to go home for a couple of weeks. Um, my body's just been through the trenches this season. It's been this whole year, actually, um, from. October of last year to now my body's just been through it from calf injuries yeah. after COVID it was all down for my body so. No. No. so but I've been able to push through and play through it which has been great but my body finally needs time to recuperate and I've had two surgeries this this season in here in DC so mm-hmm. um, small minor surgeries but it's given me time to be able to do active rehab here and then I can go back home for a little while and finish up rehab before I go to Turkey nice so that's like a I feel like a week in a WNBA player's offseason is really like a year. So you're getting like a two-year break. Like, congratulations. That's really Thank wonderful you. for you. Truly, yes. <laughs> no, like that's that's literally a comparison. Like you get a week and it's like, I get a week. Like if you even get like more than seven days. Wow. Megan Gustafson, she, I think I like five days at home. I just remember from the bubble, like people got 24 hours to just basically unpack their bag and put new clothes in. Like, that's all you have time for. That's literally all it is. Unpack. My house is just a mess. My room is a mess because I don't have any time to organize things. It's it's all just things of shift between WMEA and overseas clothes. And it's just I just have suitcases all over my house. I feel bad for my mom. Oh, my goodness. I just I'm like the Terrible. is the fr- the fridge is empty the the dust is piling like it's just these deserted <laughs> these deserted homes of all these WNBA yes. players oh yes. my goodness oh my gosh yeah, well that is that's it. fascinating yes. that's fascinating yeah wow sure. and I I can't wait to hear all about it on your podcast all the new experiences that you go through in this quote-unquote rookie year of overseas for the new Turkish player. That's so, so awesome. Well, Erica, this has been so much fun. Thank Thank you for hanging out. And please tell everyone where they can listen to Bird's Eye View. You guys listen to Bird's Eye View on Apple, on Spotify, and on YouTube. Just type in Bird's Eye View and you will see a picture of a globe that is looks like a basketball. Super dope. Shout out to my guy um, who created that logo for me. And yeah, that's where you can find this. Um, I'll give you guys an inside scoop for the next episode. You guys get a little insight. For the third episode, my sister will be the guest. So it's fun to be just talking about her. And it's going to be a really cool, cool podcast. Oh, that is a great little treat. I'm so excited. Well, I will definitely be listening, especially just going hearing more of your journey. Thank you for sharing it with us. And the bird is out. Bird is out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Spencers is hosted by me, Haley O'Shaughnessy, and Jordan Liggins. This episode was produced by Jordan, Isabel Jocelyn, Harry Krinsky, and Alex Ward. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me.
Yo, so this is Michael. I'm uh, I'm up from Bellingham, Washington, and uh, yeah. So I just I just saw that you know um, the Memphis Grizzlies moved up a little bit to number ten. Why can't they move up to number three and get the Cleveland pick? Let's see Mobley with Jaron Jackson Jr. and uh, John Morant. Wouldn't that be fun?